It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. It is Priority Talk Live. We're thankful to have you with us. It's Good News Christian Values right here on WXJC Radio. And uh, we welcome into the program first-time guest Vince Everett Ellison. His uh, new book is 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Destructive Lies and How to Refute Them. Uh, Mr. Ellison, thank you for being with us. Your, uh, your, Your story and your perspective definitely caught my eye. Uh, talk to him. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from, and that gives them perspective to your message. Well, I'm so happy to be with you today, and I'm so happy to be talking to the good people of Birmingham, Alabama, best people in the world. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for having me. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, man, I, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee. That's about maybe uh, 60 miles from Memphis, Tennessee, up toward Jackson. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father was a sharecropper, and uh, we... We were poor for the first maybe 10 years of my life. And uh, my father, uh, he, he aspired. He aspired to do great things for his family and for himself. And uh, he got involved in the insurance industry. He started doing the debit route for an uh, uh, African-American man that owned an insurance company. And from there, he opened up his own insurance uh, agency. And we lived a pretty good middle-class life um, from then on out. We started singing good gospel music. Uh, uh, our family singing group was called the Ellison Family. And up until the time I was in my mid twenties, that's what we did. Hmm. We went around the South. Uh, we sung some in Birmingham, actually, hmm. and uh, we sung gospel music. And that's why I got a chance to know a lot about the black church. After that, I went to the University of Memphis. It was Memphis State at that time. Right. And um, after I finished college, I started working as a correctional officer, and that's when my eyes were open. And I thought that uh, black people had basically overcome through the civil rights movement because of my life. But I saw that there were so many young black men that were incarcerated uh, about my age. I got very concerned. And when I asked the black intelligentsia what was the situation and why was this happening, of course, they told me it was was because of a bunch of rich, white, conservative Republicans. They were our problem. Well, when I left the prison system and started working in the ghettos, I saw that that was a lie. Because when I got down there, I didn't see too many rich, white Republicans down there. But I did see a (laughs) bunch of uh, Democrats, black Democrats, and the ones that I saw making money from this chaos were a group that I called the Iron Triangle, title of my first book. They were most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. And their job was to make sure that the black community stayed where it was so that uh, the Democratic Party could get 90% of the black vote, and they were paid and compensated for it. So my first book, The Iron Triangle, I wrote about that and how I discovered that and told um, the American people how to deal with that. That can still be purchased on, on Amazon, but this next book, 25 Lies, is just a continuation. I want to expose the Democratic Party lies and how they try to keep black and white Christians separated. Hmm. Uh, There's always been their plan, and Iron Triangle, I talk about it, the Democrat plan to separate black and white Christians, and also with 25 Lies, they do the same thing. 
and my my favorite chapter in the book is the one that I wrote, the lie that the Democrats tell that white Christians, white conservative Christians, are the black people's enemy. That is a lie, and there uh, and, and I prove it. And so my book starts out with this absolute definitive statement. It says that since its inception in 1800, the Democratic Party has been the evilest institution on the face of this earth. And in this book, I prove it. Well, you certainly do. Um, you know, I got to I got to admit, as I've been reading the book, Vince, um, you've left my jaw hanging uh, quite a few times. And uh, not not that I didn't think uh, a lot of what you're saying that I I, I didn't um, generally know that this was the truth, but with the detail, the historical accuracy, uh, and the biblical uh, principles as well that you tie into it in current events. Uh, you've left me going, wow, quite a few times. Um, you uh, you start the book off, I mean, the lies, there's 25 of them. We can't talk about all of them here. You mentioned one. But you talk about evil just to begin with, and I think that's something that everyone can relate to in our society. Uh, tell us your perspective and definition of, of evil, and, of course, you tie it directly into, as you said, the Democrat Party. But uh, talk to us about how you begin the book, uh, speaking of evil. Well, I go into my work as a correctional officer and how I was put into a cell block with 127 hardcore alpha felons, and they were alphas. We had a category for our inmates, gammas, betas, and alphas, and the alphas were the most violent. And my job was to sit in there and supervise them and control them, security, custody, and control, five days a week, eight hours a day. Most of the time I was by myself. In there, I had an opportunity to really see evil, concentrated evil daily, look at it in the eye, understand it, because my survival depended on it. Uh, I saw people that murdered for fun. Mm-hmm. If they, that's how they had their fun. They, they had their fun by doing evil things. And I got a chance to see it in a way that many other people never would have an opportunity to do it, to study it in a way that many other people would have an opportunity to study it. And when I got involved in politics, I saw that visage in the eyes of a lot of the people up in the Democrat Party leadership. I'm not talking about the rank and file people that are outside of the party working every day. You're talking about those pulling the. You're talking about those pulling the strings and, and benefiting. There you go. Though. There you go. Though the ones behind the curtain, you know, uh, the 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 ones at the human rights campaign, the ones the ones that run the abortion clinics, run the ones that Planned Parenthood, the ones that want run the teachers unions and keep these children trapped in these terrible schools. Those. The ones that, that uh, try to take away the guns of the American people, the ones that want to allow all of these illegals to come over our border and bring in the fentanyl and bring in the, the heroin, that, that, and, 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 and the ones that, that want to do the sex trafficking. Those. See, most, most of the American people uh, believe what the Democratic Party tells them, and that's where the lies come in, the seductive lies, that we'll take care of you, we love you, we care about you. Um, I can give you a perfect example of the, when Joe Biden just this last week said that he was going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Right. Now, he should have, you know, I'm going to nominate the best person, and that best person ended up being a black woman. But now Joe couldn't do that. See, black people in America can never be allowed to believe that this country has transcended to a post-racial country. The truth that you, that your merit in America can take you to wherever you want to be. Joe Biden had to let it be understood that no black person has the ability or the merit to make it to the Supreme Court. He put them there because they were black, because she was a woman. And he told the black community, don't get this twisted. You didn't get here because you worked hard. 
You didn't get here because you were the best. That is an anathema to the Democrat Party. You got here because the master put you here, and you owe me. I don't owe you. Well, not much different than um, than saying, and, and this is exactly what they say, that there's black people who can't get an ID to show to, to go vote. What, what could be more racist than that? That's them, and you hit it right on the head, brother. Exactly. We can take it all the way back to the book of Genesis when Cain was angry because God rejected his offering and accepted his brother Abel's offering. And God asked Cain, to Cain, why are you angry? He said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if not, sin waits at the door to conquer you, but you must conquer it. God is telling Cain, if you do well, you will be accepted. The Democratic Party says, no, 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 no. You can never be allowed to believe such a thing. This is what I believe. This is what you believe. And this is why we are successful in the United States of America. This is why we're happy. We do our best. But the Democrats tell black people, and Barack Obama said it, Black Democrats say it, you cannot make it in America, no matter how hard you try. That is a lie. Vince Everett Ellison, our guest, 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. Um, now, Vince, you did leave my jaw hanging. I had heard this before, but, man, the the accuracy and the, his, the historical perspective you bring to uh, this issue of the Democrat Party being uh, directly uh, or directly influencing uh, Nazi Germany, uh, maybe people have never even heard that idea or that concept. Give give uh, give them enough <laughs> to where they'll want to go read the rest of it. We can't tell it all, but give them enough because I don't think a lot of people have have, have strung that together. Yeah, brother, I was um, setting up one night. And I use the old Thomas Wolfe quote. You know, I've seen, it, I've seen the thing a thousand times before I see it once. And, of course, I've read books on Nazis, and I've uh, watched documentaries and movies on Nazis, thousands of them. But tonight I was watching American History Channel, and I saw they were doing this episode on the Nuremberg Laws. And while I was watching it, I said, wow, these Nuremberg Laws sound a whole lot like the old Jim Crow Laws of the South. I wonder if the Nazis uh, and the Democrats had anything to do with each other. So I started researching it. And amazingly, I found out that they had. Now, I wondered why I had not heard about this. It is because the historians and the liberals in the media have always said that the Jim Crow laws of the South were American racism, American Jim Crow laws. They didn't say they were the Democrat Party. When they talked about the Nazis and the Americans coming together, they said it was the American racist. They didn't say Democrat Party racist. Mm. But when I looked closer into it, I found, yes, the Nazis dealt with the Democrat Party only because America wasn't racist. The Democrat Party was racist. The Jim Crow laws were a, a relic of the, Jim, of, the, of, of, of the Democrat Party, not America. America made the, the, the Democrats give up Jim Crowism. But for 100 years, the Democratic Party was in control of the Jim Crow laws of the South. So the Nazis wanted to... Uh, take Jews and make them second-class citizens, and they wanted to be able to take their property, and they wanted to be able to just subjugate them and maybe kill them if they needed to. And they said, who in the world has ever done such a thing to a segment of their population? And they said, the Southern Democrats in the United States of America, let's go talk to them. And the Democrats and the Nazis sat down together, and the Democrats explained to the Nazis how they made second-class citizens out of, out of black Americans, 
And they said, after you make them second-class citizens, you can do anything you want to them. You can take their money, you can take their property, you can kill them. And they said, first, you have to, make, you have to be able to recognize what the minority is. And they told them how they recognize black people legally, and they said, you got to do the same thing to the Jews. So buy the rest of the book, and you'll be amazed at what I have documented. And I mean it is documented. This is not hyperbole. This is not some fly-by-night book. This book was is distributed by Simon & Schuster, and believe me, they fact-checked everything. They drove me crazy with the fact-checking and the editing. Everything in it is proven. Everything in it is absolutely positively correct. And I prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Democrats were Nazis before and after the German Nazis. And they still are today as far as I'm concerned because they kill more Americans now than they ever did before. Uh, I, I test. I've, I've read it, and it is jaw-dropping. There is no doubt about it. Vince Everett Ellison is our guest. We're going to take a break. We'll come back on the other side, and uh, we'll get into some more of these uh, 25 lies that he shares. Uh, check him out, uh, Vince Everett Ellison, The Iron Triangle, and 25 Lies. That's the two books that you may want to pick up and read. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage has been such a help for not only me, but my parents 15 years ago, and now recently my brother and his wife just closed on their first home too, so they've definitely made a huge impact on my whole family. My name is Erin, and um, my husband and I recently started the first time home buying experience, and we heard about Fox Mortgage through my parents. They actually bought a home and went through the process with Mr. Jim Corey and his family about 15 years ago. We were really impressed with Mr. Corey and his family and how personal they were and how they took our questions and really invested in my family with this first time home buying experience. Mr. Corey did a great job of calling me, asking me how I was doing, answering any questions that we had about the process, which I think is really important, especially when you're buying your first house. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 184762, Jim Corey, 212 Look, whether you're looking for your dream home or a refinance, Jim and his team will work to find the right loan program for you at the lowest rate. Jim's ready to go to work for you today. Call him, 205 661 6868. Hi, this is Brooks Gibbs, author and speaker, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. And we're back in Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you. We continue our conversation with Vince Everett Ellison. Uh, 25 Lies is his latest book, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Destructive Lies and How to Refute Them. He also has a previous book, uh, The Iron Triangle. And uh, I tell you, this book is jaw-dropping, and uh, we've given the big picture. You've gotten to know Vince a little bit, um, but, but uh, Vince, you've got 25 lies in this book. Um, you mentioned one earlier. H- how did you get to the number 25? I-, I wanted to ask you that. Well, I, I could have made a thousand lies with the Democrats, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you run, just, you run out of pages? <laughs> yeah, man. I just said, no, people won't read the thousand pages, though. I, I, I took the 25 lies that I thought were were, 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 were timely right now, the ones that, they, that, that right now they're saying every day. You know, they're trying to make people believe. They still want to tell people this lie that they can control the weather, that they believe in science, uh, you know, with this LGBTQ thing. They're trying to say that a person can castrate themselves and be a, and, and, and a guy can be a woman. You know, that kind of idiocy. Uh, so I have a, a chapter that says the Democrats, uh, the lies that they believe in science, 
guns are bad. That's the lie. Uh, that, you, and that you will not be held accountable to God for how you vote. That is a lie. Yeah. Because if you are, if a politician says to you, hey, man, if you elect me into office, I'm going to use all my power to kill innocent children, and you say, okay, I'm going to vote for you. You're complicit in murder. Yeah. I don't care how you fix it. Well, this, all, let me take a minute and just kind of go through. I'm, I, I want to just mention these. You're, you're hitting all around them. And I'm going to stop every now and then on morning and just let you take a minute or two. So you it. say uh, it's only politics. God won't hold you responsible. And that's what you are just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the Democrat Party wants to stop segregation. Number three, the Democrat Party is based on love. Uh, number four, LGBT is all about equality. Now, these are exposing the lies and how to refute them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number five, abortion is all about choice. Number six, education freedom is bad. Education slavery is good. Number seven, racism is the problem. And then let's stop on number eight. The big switch occurred in 1960. Give us a minute or two on it. Yeah, they want to tell people that African Americans started voting Democrat because the uh, Republican Party was against uh, the Civil Rights Movement. That is a lie. Uh, as you know, uh, uh, Nixon and Eisenhower passed the 1957 Civil Rights Act and the 1960 Civil Rights Act, giving black people right to vote down south. Matter of fact, that's how my black, that's how my my uh, grandfather voted. Also, it was Eisenhower that sent in the 101st Airborne to put the Little Rock Nine in the Central High School. School. Mm-hmm. Also, Eisenhower was the first president to give a Oval Office address on racism. Also, it was Eisenhower that bought Martin Luther King Jr. and the people from the Montgomery bus boycott to the White House. So if black people were going to vote based on civil rights, they would have voted for Eisenhower when they were for Nixon in 1960 because JFK and, and Lyndon Johnson was against all of that. So then I go back to uh, uh, 1872, and I showed that eight of the southern states in 1872 and this was seven years after Abraham Lincoln had got killed, eight of them went Democrat. The interesting thing about that was that a lot of white Confederates could not vote because they were ex-Confederates. So the, black, so the free black slaves were the ones voting in 1872. And in 1876, the entire South went Democrat. And Confederates weren't voting then either. Black slaves or ex-black slaves were voting. And they were voting Democrat even back then. They were voting Democrat 90 years before they said the big switch happened. What happened? After the Democratic Party regained their power, they disenfranchised the black slaves, or the, the freedmen, and they couldn't vote for another 90 years. And so when they got a chance to vote, finally got a chance to vote, they voted for the Democratic Party again. And, brother, if uh, the Democratic Party had been attention, they would have known that black people were going to vote for them because during the Civil Rights Movement, as you saw, they were fighting to eat with them, they were getting bit by dogs, used the bathroom beside them. They were uh, going to jail to try to go to school with them. So you know if they got the chance to vote, they were going to vote for them. Mm. It's Stockholm Syndrome. It's cognitive dissonance. It is not a, a – it, 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 it it, it, it's an explanation. It is, it is not defamation. My book explains why black people vote for the Democratic Party that treats them so, so terribly. It's almost like a bad woman that wants to stay with a bad husband, you know? And we've all seen that. You say, why don't you just leave him? You know he's no good. He's beating you up every day. I love him. I love him. I love him. It's a Stockholm Syndrome, and a lot of them can't break away. Well, Vince Everett Ellison, 25 Lies. Um, Okay, uh, the Civil Rights Movement helped blacks, lie number nine. Civil Rights Movement leaders were moral, lie number, uh, that's uh, number 11. 
10 11. Uh, number 12, white privilege, critical race theory, and systematic racism should be taken seriously. You say that's a lie. Uh, line number 12, Democrats don't steal elections. Number 13, Democrat leadership believes in God. All right, let's let's stop there. Let's park it for a minute. Tell us about that one. I would, you recall um, it was a Democrat convention, I think, in 2012. Yes, that's right. Uh, and they found, they discovered they left God out of their platform. Mm-hmm. And they decided, well, y'all, we got to fix this because people are mad about it. So they decided, they said, okay, okay, okay. We got to take it for the floor to add God into the platform. And the uh, mayor of Los Angeles got up there. and Gar- Garcetti. The and they, yeah, yeah. And they booed, and they said, no, 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 no. And this guy looked confused, looked behind the curtain, and he said, the yeas have it, and they booed him off the floor. Yes, <laughs> they, they did. Him off. They, they booed him off the stage. They booed adding God back into their platform after they had removed they him. They booed it. And, yes, and they did. They were, and uh, and Vince, the vote, it was a voice vote, and it wasn't, it wasn't even close. It wasn't uh, even close. No, he just, they just did it. If they had took a real vote, it, they would have voted it down. Um, oh, but he did a voice down, vote, right. and they just, they just kind of smoothed it over. Uh, that yeah, was line number thirteen. Me. Number fourteen, pedophilia yeah. is not sexual orientation. Uh, I wish we could stop there, but I, I talk about that one a lot. <laughs> so we'll go on. Number fifteen, yeah. black Democrat leaders care about black people. Number 16, life does not begin at, except, at, at conception. Number 17, Brown versus Board of Education help blacks. Number 18, guns are bad. Number 19, conservatives are the enemy of black Americans. All right, let's spend a minute there. Conservatives are that the is, enemy of black Americans. You say that's a lie. That is the biggest lie. Conservatives and black people, when they sit down and talk, they find out they agree with the same thing. Most of them believe in the Second Amendment. They believe in strong borders. They don't believe in affirmative action. They believe in merit. They believe in school choice. Uh, they believe in religious liberty. They believe in the exact same thing. But you have, but since they're segregated, you're having these, these, these Democrats tell them all the time, these black conservatives are your enemy. They're the ones that hate you. And they're like the communists. When you ask the communists, why can't they do anything? Why? Yeah, why are they still failing? Why is communism still failing? It's because of the Americans. The Americans. Not because communism is a failed system. It's because America is a bad nation. And they do the same thing in, the, in, in all the ghettos of America. When, when these Democrats, when the black people ask the Democrats, why are we still at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in America? The Democrats say, because America. Because of the conservatives. And since we're not down there, and since they don't listen to us, you know, they don't watch. They, they, don't, they don't watch, but we watch. They listen to CNN. They listen to MSNBC. Mm. They have their own media that tells them and verifies the same thing. The black preacher in the church tells them the same thing. You know, same thing over and over again. Yes, it's those conservatives. And the black people believe it. And it's such a shame. It is such a shame. Uh, Line number 20, reparations are good. Number 21, one party rule is good. Number 22, all black men are afraid. Uh, number 23, Democrats believe in science. Um, boy, that's a good one, too. Um, number 24, the Godhead family is no longer needed. And uh, we'll stop with the last one and let you explain. Black people were not and are not free. Well, uh, I'll let you take a minute there, and then we'll wrap it up. Well, yeah, that, 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 that is a lie. Black people are free, and they always have been free. As a, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, when we talk about the freedom, 
of the African-American people. We have to understand this freedom was given to them by God. It was not given to them by man. Right. And what they've always tried to tell us, they've always tried to make us believe that this freedom was given to them by God. I mean, by, by, by man, and then we have to go to man for it. This freedom was given to us by God. It's ours. Yep. It's ours. Well, if man can it's give different. it to you, man can take it away. And and that's exactly, exactly any any freedom given by man is a freedom that you're you're uh, you're likely to lose at some point. See, and that's the thing. And it started when Martin Luther King Jr. did, did his march on Washington. And he was standing up there and he said something that wasn't true. He said, um, he said, one hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation, he said the Negro is still not free. That wasn't true. We were born free. God gave us our freedom. According to John Locke, it is irrevocable. It is, it is, it is unsellable. And according to our Bible, Jesus says, he who the Son has freed is free indeed. Mm. Our freedoms come from God. And the Civil Rights Movement started teaching us that we had to go to government for our freedom. We had to start going to government. We had to ask them for it. And doing that, man, it just destroyed everything about, about us. Hmm. Uh, we still, even today, as we're walking around right now, as you know, what are we doing? We want to vote. We're still the only people in the United States of America that still ask permission to vote. We're the only one. Hmm. Jews, Hispanics, um, uh, uh, people from India. The only people that ask permission to vote in the United States of America are black Americans because we've always been told that our rights come from God. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like. My life be like. Absolutely popular demand. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison, he's the author of the uh, new book, but not as new as it was, 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. And uh, Vince, it is a pleasure to have you back with us again, my friend. How are you? Man, I'm so happy to be with you and be with your Christian brothers and sisters up in beautiful Birmingham. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Well, we... uh, How's the book going, by the way? You know, when we had you, it was uh, sort of as the book was releasing, and um, 
You know, you've done a lot of media since then, including a lot of you know, several national television appearances. Um, how, how is the book going? And I'm glad to hear your voice. I know you got your picture on the front of it. You took quite a risk, <laughs> maybe in doing that. Uh, you're, you're out there, man. Though I got to give you credit because um, this book's explosive. How, how's the book doing? What kind of response are you getting? I mean, the book is doing great. It's been in the top 100 books in the whole world for most of the last three weeks. It's been number one, staying in the top ten. It's doing very, very well. My publisher is very, very happy. And, uh, you know, when I put my picture on the cover of the book, I knew there was no risk at all because God put in the Bible, fear not, 365 times yeah. every day of the year. And I fear no man. I am a son of God. I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. I have no fear. And nobody can be superior to me, and I'm not inferior to anyone or superior to anyone. I see my brothers and my sisters. We all have gifts. God, and, we, and our job is to elevate each other's gifts for the glory of God. And if we did that, if we just did that, if we didn't have envy, hatred, strife, like the Democrats try to press on us, if we just elevated each other and held each other up, wouldn't this be a beautiful, beautiful world? Well, amen. Yep. You're right. You you are right, as right as can be. And, of course, I was being sarcastic with you. I, of course. I, I, of course. I, applaud, I, know, I, know, that. I know. I know that. And I, I applaud your boldness, man, because you're definitely out there with it, exposing uh, lies. And uh, you've got stuff in this book that people have never heard anywhere else. Not to say it's not documented. It all is documented. You, you've got all the footnotes and everything in the book. But it's just not stuff that, uh, we're, that we hear and that we're exposed to. Now, you've got the background. Let's quickly say you were born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee. Uh, parents were sharecroppers, um, but, 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 but followers of Christ. And uh, uh, pulled uh, pulled your family out of poverty. Had a gospel singing group who used to come through Alabama, right? Oh yeah, man. We talked to a lot of people, and as I as I grew up, I understood that there was no black church and there was no white church. Jesus never mentioned anything about color. He just said his church. And I I I, I I'm, I'm so glad to see that the church is coming together and that color is no longer being a barrier to us serving. Christ together, but we all know that that's one of the things the Democrats want to do. They want to make black and white Christians fight one another. They want us to hate one another, and it's their number one priority to make sure that we disobey what uh, Jesus' last prayer before he went to the cross. He prayed for us to, to be unified, be one. to be unity, yep. because, because he knew that the devil was going to come and he's going to try to divide us, and that's always going to defeat us, and that's what he's been doing. Uh, he's had us fighting, uh, black and white Christians in America fighting for 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 centuries, but if we ever come together, if we ever come together, we'll put a stop to all of this madness. Amen. Well, you worked for five years as a correctional officer, uh, and uh, it was during that time, really, if I remember, in our previous conversation, where uh, your eyes were really opened up to uh, uh, just some of the the general uh, mistruths or lies out there that that we just tend to believe about uh, why things are the way they are. Yeah, it started me on a journey. I had started searching because I've been given over 30 years of lies. You know, they, they were telling me that white, Republican, Christian, conservatives hated black people. So I started working down in the ghettos to try to keep young men from going to jail, and I saw something very, very interesting. There were no uh, white Republicans down there. You see a leprechaun before you saw a white Republican down in the ghetto. <laughs> but what you did see were a lot of black Democrats. And uh, you, you had these three entities that I call the Iron Triangle, and they were making money from the chaos. They were most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. 
Now, the civic organizers and the politicians, okay, you can kind of understand them, but the black preacher is the one that really, really aggravates me because she's supposed to be getting us prepared to live for eternity in the presence of Jesus Christ. But he decided to sully himself in politics, and it's something he doesn't know what he's doing, and it's something he has no business doing. I had one telling me, you know, uh, you, you just want us to get our, our crown and get our gold in heaven. I want to get mine on earth. And I said to him, well, brother, you fell in on both levels mm. because we pull here on earth and we go to hell because you ain't baptized and ain't to nobody. Wow. So you spoil us on both sides, right? Mm. I don't understand. At least if you make us rich on earth, you might have a point. <laughs> but we're at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic on earth, and then they die and go to hell. But you really screwing the whole thing up. Losing on both so sides. They don't know what they're doing, and, they, and they, they're just conduits with the Democrat Party, most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. Losing on both sides. Well, you expose 25 lies in your uh, book that you attribute to the Democrats, uh, Democrat lies, and I'm sure Republicans have got their lies as well. Uh, but uh, but you're exposing these 25 lies of Democrats and how to refute them. So not only do you expose the lie, but you say, look, here's how to uh, speak truth to this lie. So I wanted to go a little deeper this time into a couple of them, and I appreciate you doing that with us, a, a couple of issues that are actually – relevant in our state right now and other states uh right now uh we've got our uh, legislators I, I work close with our state legislature and uh and they are uh, right now uh, of course having all kinds of hearings and you know possible bills and laws about this thing called crt critical race mm. theory white privilege yeah. systematic racism yeah. all this and you have yeah. a chapter chapter 12 in your book about this issue so this is something that's relevant right now across the country and specifically here in our state. Tell us about the lie of uh, of, of this uh, CRT. Well, I'm, I'm really troubled and I'm amazed at how the left is so determined to force their children to hate their God, to hate their country, to hate mankind, and to hate themselves. And that's all CRT is all about, is to teach you to hate yourself. Um, you know... Every civilization has had a a hierarchy based upon undeserved privilege. I don't care if it's being born in a royal family. I don't care if it's being born tall, good-looking, smarter than anybody else, or, heck, just being born an American, right? right? That's an unearned privilege. But somehow or another, here in America, they've convinced people that, that that unearned privilege is race. Now, me and you both are from the South. Yes, sir. And we both know that we've seen poor black people and poor white folks where race ain't done them no good whatsoever. Yep. So I, I haven't bought into that. I never have. Because just like you, I've seen black people do well, white people do well, black people not do well, and white people not do well. That's it right. isn't an absolute. you got to bring it. you got to not. you got to go out and grind every day. you just got to. It's all it is to it. And so, but these people have taught the, the black community this very, very sad thing. It's very sad. It is not that some white people consider themselves superior. It is that so many black people consider themselves inferior. Mm. You are supposed to feel well about yourself. You're supposed to do well. You know, look, there's a lot of guys that got in the ring with Muhammad Ali and thought that they were superior to him, right, mm. and got knocked out. <laughs> it ain't about what he thinks. It is about what you think. And what we have to teach our children to do is go out there and compete every single day. And that then that that not that doesn't only make them better. It makes America better. It makes the people around you better. 
That's how we elevate each other. We push each other to be the best that they can be. But critical race theory is trying to, is trying to get black people to tell white people to give up your privilege. And that's ridiculous. Nobody is supposed to give up their privilege, and nobody is going to give up their privilege. You think you're going to get on the basketball court with a, with a basketball player that's six foot nine, and he's going to squat for you? <laughs> no. He's going to use his privilege. Mm-hmm. So CRT is going to try to make white children look in the mirror and hate themselves the same way they taught black children to look in the mirror and hate themselves. Whenever you put black people in a close proximity around each other, they kill one another on an, on an industrial level. But that's because they've taught us to hate ourselves with hip-hop culture, hip-hop music, the B-word, the W-word, the N-word. They look, and then the children look at themselves in the mirror and they hate themselves, and then they, the people look like them and they kill one another. When you demoralize the people, they will not hear the truth. And the Soviet Union kept their people under control by complete demoralization. Men battle their wives to keep them under control, demoralize them. This is how they want to demoralize the white race. They want to do to the white community what they've done to most people in the poor black community. They want to demoralize you, beat you down, make you hate each other, make you kill one another. Then you have to depend on government for everything that you get. That is their plan. Don't fall for it. Mm. Mm. Now, and you you plainly state, and obviously this is true based on what you just told us, you can't believe in white privilege and CRT and be a good Christian. That's the quote from your book. You cannot. It's, exactly. It's an impossibility. You cannot believe that you are an heir of Jesus Christ and a child of God and then say that I'm superior or say that I'm uh, inferior to somebody. Hmm. You can't do it because Jesus is our father and we are his children. And just like brothers and sisters, we all have gifts. And we don't try to have gifts envy. We elevate each other. It's a story in the Bible. Cain and Abel, we all know it. Cain killed his brother Abel. But, you know, I, I read this story a thousand times, and one day I read it and I got some out of it that I'll never forget. Yeah. Cain, when Cain was angry because his offering had, 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 had been rejected, and God had accepted the offering of his brother, God asked Cain, he said, Cain, why are you angry? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Yep. And if not, sin waits at the door to master you, but you must master it. If you do well, will you not be accepted? That's the whole thing, isn't it? That's the whole ball of wax. Yep. And when someone does well around you, you don't care about their color. You don't care about anything. You just say, man, he's a champion. He's good at what he does. Look at him, son. He's a role model. And everybody loves him. But they want black people to believe in America that you cannot make it, no matter how hard you try. And as long as they keep us believing that, they'll keep us under control. And that's the Democrat Party game plan. And they've done it well for 200 years. And they want to spread it throughout the west of this nation. Beware of it. Vince Everett Ellison is our guest. He's the author of the book 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. All right, Vince, i got to take a break. I hope you can hang on for us because when we come back on the other side, we want to talk a little sure, bit man. about we want to talk about education. And uh, school choice is a big issue right now in our state. Uh, people are trying to push to give people uh, the choice of school to take some of their tax dollars and be able to apply those to the school of their choice, private, homeschool, or possibly another public school that's that's doing a better job at educating the students. But, of course, um, Democrats and, in our state, many Republicans, not for this. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back on the other side. Again, it's Vince 
Everett Ellison, 25 Lies, and his previous book, Iron Triangle. I encourage you to look it up. Priority Talk. This is Bailey. And this is Lil. We just bought our first home through Fox Mortgage. Sisters Bailey and Lil talk about their experience working with Jody Davidson at Fox Mortgage. So when we first started the house buying process, our parents referred us to Fox Mortgage. When they bought their home, they said it was just a great process. We used Jody with Fox Mortgage and she was very, very helpful, quick with our responses to our silly questions. Uh, Again, we were very not experienced in the home buying process. When we went to closing on our to close on our house, we were told that we had the lowest interest rate for that day that they had seen in a while as well. They made the first time home buying experience extremely easy and a smooth process. Call 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 184-762. When you work with Jim Corey and Fox Mortgage, you know you're dealing with integrity and people who care about your needs. Give them a call at 205-661-6868. Whether it's a first-time mortgage, a refinance, it doesn't matter. Jim and his team will find the best rate for you and the best plan. 205-661-6868. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256 739 3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey, this is Greg, and I want to thank you for listening. You know, if you look around, the rising cost of, well, everything can make the future feel overwhelming. And have you seen how expensive hospital visits are? But there is good news. With Christian Healthcare Ministries, you don't have to worry about your family's medical cost. CHM is a health cost sharing ministry that enables Christians from around the globe to carry each other's medical bills and spiritually support one another. Monthly gift amounts are low and go directly to support fellow Christians. And when you have medical bills, your Christian family will be there to help you. Since 1981, CHM has satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB accredited ministry and the only health cost sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. If you're tired of worrying about rising costs and skyrocketing medical bills, it's time to check out CHM. CHM is the longest-serving biblical solutions to your health care cost. Visit chministries.org gather to learn more. That's chministries.org gather to learn more about CHM. Daryl Strawberry used to bring crowds to their feet with his towering home runs at Chase Stadium. But he didn't find peace until he fell on his knees before God. Now, he's coming to an event near you. The 413 Men's Conference will be held at Jasper High School in Jasper on Friday night, July 15th, and Saturday, July 16th. It will be an opportunity to hear great speakers like Strawberry, Alabama's Jeremiah Castile, and Auburn football's Chet Williams. 
but it will also be a venue to get biblical and practical tools to work through the issues of life and step into a spiritual leadership role in your circles of influence. To register, visit PriorityTalkRadio.com forward slash events. Take the first step towards a breakthrough. We'll see you there. Priority Talk podcast has expanded so rapidly, we're bursting at the seams. So, what do we do? Well, we're going to have to make a little expansion through your favorite downloadable app. That's right. Right now, you can find Priority Talk podcast at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, all of which can be downloaded to your favorite mobile device, including Android and iPhone. It's good news and Christian values right here on Priority Talk, your favorite podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Victoria Jackson. And you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. And we return, and our guest for a few more moments is Vince Everett Ellison, and his book is 25 Lies Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. It's his second time to be on the program with us. He's been doing uh, many national television uh, broadcasts. Vince, we had people tell us they, they saw you on some of the national TV broadcasts, and they were getting your book. And uh, we said, good, well, let's get into some more of it. Uh, we talked about CRT and white supremacy and those uh, type of issues. Let's talk about school choice. That's an issue in our state right now that um, is being debated. Uh, there's been a good bill, I thought, pretty good bill, that uh, would have given, uh, would have been really a leader across the nation in this issue, but I don't think it's going to make it. Uh, of course, Democrats are against it, and a lot of Republicans are against it, too, for, for various reasons. Um, but let's talk about education. I know in your book you go down and you talk about Brown versus Board of Education, uh, and uh, and did this really help? It's celebrated, but was it really helpful? And how does that tie into the current issue of school choice? Yes, yeah, Brown versus Board of Education uh, didn't do anything to integrate schools. Number one, because Harvard did a study that uh, that uh, proved that schools are more segregated now than they were before Brown versus Board of Education. So mm-hmm. what did Brown do? After the Supreme Court ruled on Brown, you needed an enforcement mechanism, and that was the federal government. And so the federal government had nothing to do with public education before Brown. So Brown allowed the federal government to come in and take control of public education for the first time. That's what it did. And all it did was allow the government to come in and start taking prayer out of school, started taking discipline out of school, started deciding what the children could learn, and the teachers' unions then took over the education away from local school boards and parents. Now look at where we are. Uh, we were number one in the world when it came to education before Brown. Now we're like, oh, God, probably last in the whole Western world. Yeah. Uh, so many countries, I, I mean, we just keep dropping, 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 like 50 or 60 or something like that, right? It, it, it's horrible. But let me say something very, very plain so your listeners can understand it. Get your children out of the public education system. It is the government educational system. It is the teachers' union educational system. They care nothing about educating children. They care about indoctrinating children, and that's all they care about. Please understand that. The stupidest thing in the world that any free woman or man can do is to allow the government to educate their child. This is the responsibility of the church. This is responsibility of the parent. The government, if they want to give money, they can, but it should be no strings attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because if the government controls the education of the children, the government controls the population. And that is a complete opposite concept of the founding of this nation. 
The government isn't supposed to be telling us what to do. We're supposed to be telling the government what to do. And every time a government takes over the education of their children, uh, of the population, they debase it. We have the same system of education that they have in communist China, communist Cuba, and, the, and in Russia right now. The same system. And our children are becoming as crazy as those children over there. Now, what do we do? Right now, we, we saw how the, 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 the unions just treated parents like dogs during, during the last two COVID years. They didn't care about the parents. They cared only about themselves. Any parent that has a voice and that has a vote this year, any grandparent that cares about your grandchildren, you vote for a candidate that is supporting school choice. It is the most important issue of our time. We only have one more generation because right now they're teaching your children CRT. They teach them transgenderism. They won't let them pray or carry a Bible. They won't teach them any discipline. We got one generation before these children turn into a bunch of nabbling idiots and communists and fools, and we're done. Get them out of public education. I was watching the Christmas Carol over the Christmas holidays, and Scrooge was being haunted by the ghost of Christmas past, mm-hmm. a Christmas present. And he saw a cloth sticking up on, up, on, up on his robe. And he said, what is that? And the ghost pulled back his robe. And he showed two ignorant, emaciated, animalistic children. And, he, and Scrooge asked, are those yours? He said, no, they're, they're man. The boy is ignorant, and the girl is want. He said, beware them both, but beware mostly of this boy. Ignorance. Hmm. Because on his doom is written. On his head is written, the doom of man. We are seeing these children grow up. They can't get jobs. They're having babies they can't take care of. They're getting on dope. They're dying. They are, they, 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 they are, they are our doom if we don't turn this around. Ignorance is the doom of man, and the government will not educate them. Please understand me when I tell you this. It will only indoctrinate them. The great C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer and apologist, said that hell is a choice. And when he said that, and I read that, I said, well, nobody chooses hell. But no. then after I started looking around me, and I saw people, and I saw the heroin addicts that wouldn't go to drug rehab, choosing hell, the more of the obese person that wouldn't exercise and stop eating, choosing hell, the battered woman mm. that wouldn't leave her husband and get help, choosing hell, anybody that votes for a party that will lock your child in a school that will not educate them is choosing hell. Mm. Anybody that votes for a party that will disarm you, restrict your religious liberties, and will not protect the border, you are choosing hell. Hell is a choice. But God also told us, let heaven bear witness that I have laid laid before you blessings and curses, life and death. Choose life so you and your children will live. The Democrat Party, heaven is America's hell. Remember that. And we have to choose life. Because hell is a choice. Don't send your children to hell. Choose life. Choose school choice. Get your child into a Christian education. Save their soul and they'll save their, their children's soul and everybody else for eternity. Get them out of public education right now. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Vince, we have a supermajority of Republicans, House and Senate, and a, and a Republican governor, like South Carolina does as well, your home state, right? Mm, um, yeah. And uh, can't get it done. So, uh, yeah, you know why? Because a lot of those guys also don't want their children to compete with our children. They want to put their children in the elite schools, yeah. and then they want to keep our children down at the bottom so that we can't compete with their children. Yeah. Believe me, y'all, but, y'all but, but we have the ability to run them out. 
That should be your issue. If a, if, if a Republican will not support school choice, primary. Yeah, I agree not. with you. And, and some of them are being. One and, that will. and it's an election year, and they are being. But, uh, yeah, you're right, and it's, it's, uh, it's uh, minority children and, uh, and poor children are the ones that are hurt by this, and they're kept down. Oh, and look, and, and you ain't got to worry about the Democrats. They'll never do it. No. Because this is what they want. This is what they've always wanted. They want to keep America poor and ignorant and fighting one another. They'll never vote for it. But your Republicans, primary them and get their behinds out of there if they don't support school choice because it's against our doctrine. It's against everything we believe. It's against limited government. It's against freedom of religion. It's against parental authority. It's against everything we're supposed to believe as a people and a party. So if they are against it, they're rhinos. Run them out. Vince Everett Ellison, you can find the book at our uh, social media sites, and uh, he's got his picture right on the front of it. He is scared of no man. Vince, we could talk to you all day. I hope we can do it again, my friend. Brother, I love you. You can call me anytime. I love your listeners. Y'all invite me down to Birmingham, man. I love to come out there and hang out with y'all. All right, we, we need to work on that. We will do it. The book is 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. Vince Everett Ellison. We'll be right back with another hour. Thank you, my brother. time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio with Greg Davis. Priority Talk. And we return. We're so glad to have you with us. And uh, we are excited to welcome back to the program uh, Vince Everett Ellison. And, of course, he's got the book 25 Lies. And we've covered um, a lot of the lies uh, with you, Vince, but uh, we're going to zero in on one today. And uh, that's number 16 in your book. But before we do that, man, tell us, how are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. God is good, and he's been blessing me, and he's been blessing my family. And I know he's been blessing you also and your listeners. You got it right. Hey, before we get into it, tell folks a little bit about your back. Let's give the short version of your background and uh, and, and the path to this book that you wrote so people kind of understand where you're coming from. Well, quickly, uh, I, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee, my our father was a sharecropper, and uh, he, was, he was poor. Uh, he was uh, destitute, and he's working for a living, he and my mama. And my dad worked real hard, working in the insurance industry, bought us out of poverty. By the time I was eight years old, we were living uh, upper-middle-class life, and 
you know, we started going to churches singing gospel music and a gospel singing group called the Ellison Family. My brother the college. And uh, after college, I started working as a correctional officer. And that's when I saw that a lot of black people had not overcome. Uh, this is during the 90s, during the Clinton um, Biden crime bill, when they started this prison industrial complex. And I saw that they were locking up a lot of black men my age. So when I asked the uh, black intelligentsia what was going on, why were we going backwards? And of course, they gave me the old refrain. It's just evil, rich, white, conservative Republicans. They hate black people. So I resigned my post working in, in the ghettos, and I found out something very interesting. When I went down there and started working, I didn't see any evil white Republicans anywhere. You see a unicorn before you saw one. But I saw a lot of black Democrats, and the ones that were making money off of the chaos were the ones I call the Iron Triangle. Most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black, black civic organizers. And I wrote my first book called the outing those three entities and how they were being used as conduits between the black community and rich white liberals in the Democrat Party. And their job was to make sure black people voted Democrat, irregardless, hook or back crook. Just like I thought that book with a quote from the great president on the Democrat Party, so I don't oh, 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 LBJ, where he said, uh, I'll have those including Democrats for the next 200 years. Hmm. And that's what they've been working toward. So after I wrote Iron Triangle, it did so very well. Uh, I, I self-published it, but then uh, 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 Simon & Schuster called, and I signed a contract, and I wrote my new book, and this one is called 25 Lies. Uh, 25 of the Democrats um, exposing Democrats' most dangerous, seductive, damnable, and destructive lies, and I refute them. Uh, I could have wrote a thousand lies, but I decided to just take it down to 25, and that's my new book. It came out this past this past, I believe it was January 11th, and it has uh, been number one. It has done very well. I've been on Hannity, Laura Ingram. I've, uh, I've been on Tucker Carlson. I mean, God has been good, and the book has done very, very well, and I'm writing another one as we speak. Well, that was my next question for you. Is, uh, I think since the first time you were on with us, because we had you early on, right when the book first dropped, uh, yeah. every time I turn on my TV, it seems like I see you. <laughs> well, I hope I don't scare you. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I, I see you, and I've, I've texted you and said, hey, great job. I mean, um, you, you've really, uh, you're, you're ringing true with a lot of people. Um, t give people a little back, a little insight on uh, what it's like to do one of these major cable, you know, nightly shows, uh, and, and who, you've, who you've appeared with. Well, you said the, the host, but who else you've, uh, you know, been on there with and, and who you've sort of, you know, went back and forth with? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's very, it's a lot of fun because I do it. I live outside of uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, and I go up to Liberty University, and they 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 have a television station there. And so when, when whenever I go on one of these places, I say, well, let's book let's book Liberty University. So I'll go up there, and they'll, they'll send a limousine and everything to pick you up. Wow! Take you down there, wait on you, and uh, I, I sit there in front of the camera. That everything's set up. As soon as you walk in, they uh, Fox will call down there. And they'll have everything set up for you. You come in, sit down in the chair, you look in the camera, and you put in your earpiece. And, you, and uh, when, when your time comes up to talk, you're talking to the camera. And uh, I've gotten to a point where I've done it. I've, I've done it quite a bit now. The first two times it was nerve wracking, but now it, it, it's got to be quite, quite, quite fun. And uh, the people are nice. They're very, very, very professional. And the people at Liberty, as you know, one of the greatest Christian colleges sure. in the world, be, be best. And uh, I love the people up there, and they are always, always the, the most professional people you can find. 
very good at what they do. Yeah, well, hey, being picked up by a limousine, that, that's come a long way from the sharecropper's fields. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, it's a whole lot of fun. But again, it's what, what you and I know about this country, this great country that we live in. And it's the lie that they tell people, black and white, anybody else here, that you can't make it here in America. And they spread envy. They spread hatred. They spread strife. And that's the thing that is most troubling about what they've done to the black and to poor people here. You know, we've always had poor people. Black people have been poor. White people have been poor. The problem is that now they're poor and they're angry and they believe they're victims and they have envy and they have hatred as opposed to believing what you and I believe that you have an opportunity when you're young to aspire and to pull yourself up and become whatever you want to come if you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to work smart, and if you're willing to believe in God, and if you're willing to be honest. And if you do all those four things, you know, the Pew, Pew Research Bowl did a great study. They said if you do three things here in America, you'll never be poor. They said get married before you have children, and if you graduate high school, and if you work full-time. Those three things. And you will never, ever be poor in America. You notice that our Democrats never, ever, ever, ever talk about it. They want you to believe that no matter what you do, that the system is set up against you. But it's not. If they, if, they, if they tell these children, don't have a child until you get married, work until, work full time. Work full time and graduate high school. Your life in America will be great. But they don't tell them that. Instead, they tell them that America's racist. America is, 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 is homophobic. America is misogynist, and you don't have a prayer. And that's really the saddest thing that's going on when it comes to the Democratic Party now. And that's why they have such a visceral effect on me, because I've seen them destroy so many lives with that lie. And I know it is a lie because I've seen too many people, too many people, that have come from nowhere and have done great things. And the greatest thing they have is belief in Jesus Christ that makes them, that gives them peace, no matter where they are. I mean, if they're starting out making, you know, $30,000 a year, they're at peace. And if they make $50 million a year, they're at peace. It's the peace of God that's the most important thing. Because you and I both have seen people with millions, with millions of dollars kill themselves. Yep. Michael Jackson, yep. Prince, Elvis. And people are still buying that money is the thing that makes you happy. It's not. Hey, it might be one thing, but it's not the whole thing. The yep. peace of God. Amen. That Vince. transcends all understanding. That's the thing that they're missing. And the Democrats and the left don't want you to know it. Vince Everett Ellison, our guest. His book is 25 Lies. Uh, Vince, I've got a co-host here with me today, uh, Laurie. She's got a question for you. Oh, hi, Vince. What a pleasure. And Hey, uh, hey I, I was wondering, after your appearances and after your book and being so successful, have you noticed a change in the Democratic people that you've talked to, or are they just still stuck where they believe they're right? Hmm, good question. Great question. Thank you for that. You know what? When I talk to Democrats, I have no problem with them whatsoever. I was in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago with Armstrong Williams. He had a panel discussion at the Museum of the Bible. And as you know, when you go to D.C., there's going to be a lot of black people there. And I was happy to be in there, to see them in the audience. And I made statements 
uh, we were talking about morality in, in education. Vince, and I got I, I got about them, a I got about a minute before I got to hit break. So uh, okay, find you, yeah, okay, go ahead, you. but we'll find a breaking point. All right, brother. So what I told them, I told them to get your children out of public education. That they are robbing them of God and that they are robbing them of their childhood. And these people still the start class. They have not heard it. Mm-hmm. So when wow. we talk to them, we get through. Good. Well said. Yep. Uh, Vince Everett Ellison is our guest. Uh, he was going to stay over after the bottom of the hour with us, and when we get back, we're going to uh, get into some of his book, uh, The 25 Lies. And look, it, it, this is one of the books I can't recommend highly enough, and he's got it all in there, and, and I've told him, and he put his name and he put his face on it, and that was a bold thing to do because, let me tell you, he, he's, he calls it all out. He's got it documented. He's got it footnoted. Uh, there, there is uh, no fluff in this whatsoever. It's, uh, it's the facts as they come. And when we come back, we're going to take a few minutes and talk about lie number 16 from his book, and that is life does not begin at conception. We'll do that with Vince Everett Ellison when we come back on the other side, my friend. Stay with us. Priority talk. Fox Mortgage NMLS one eight four seven six two. Jim Corey NMLS two one two zero five five. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. We are so proud to have Fox Mortgage president Jim Corey and his staff be a part of our program. Call them for your mortgage needs at 205-661-6868. They're the best in the business. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understand your security needs 
and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. One Point USA. Be secure. Hey, this is Bart Miller, lead singer of the band Mercy Me. My story's being told in the movie I Can Only Imagine, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you Friday afternoon. Pastor Paul Brazier, Laurie Brazier in studio with us. And uh, we continue our visit with Vince Everett Ellison. And, of course, uh, we've been encouraging you on his book, 25 Lies. Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. And, um, and Vince, really, how to refute them is key here. Um, you're, you're really equipping uh, some of us and maybe what we don't know. Uh, so we can talk to people that, uh, that maybe are liberal or progressive or Democrat or whatever they want to call themselves. You're really you're equipping us, aren't you? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing here. Uh, this book is designed to equip people to defend their, their their faith, defend their ideologies, because we do live by faith. We do understand that, but we also have to evangelize. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, our faith is enough for us, but it might not be enough to, 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 to a center that we're trying to talk to and get them to, 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 to see rationally. So when we have to defend ourselves, we need to talk to people and defend what it is we do believe. And this book helps us do that. Okay, well, when you put the 25 lies together, of course, you said you could have had a 1,000, but you narrowed it down to 25. Number 16, life does not begin at conception. Of course, uh, we, we all know the, the, the word of uh, the leak of the uh, Dobbs case and the potential invalidation of Roe v. Wade. Uh, we've been talking about how it would affect us here in our state. We have uh, the most restrictive abortion law in the, in the country, Vince, that would, uh, that would go into effect should this happen. If, if, if our lawmakers will keep it that way. Um, but talk to us about this lie number 16 of the Democrats and, frankly, many Republicans, that life does not begin at conception. Well, what you have to do is deal with science. We've always heard, we've all, we've always heard these liberals and these Democrats say they believe in the science. Well, they don't. Because science says simply, when you just, just define, anybody can Google it, the definition of life. It's very simple. It says that when, when something has growth, metabolism, uh, reaction to stimuli, and reproduction, it's alive. That's it. That's the definition of life. And a, 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 a fetus has all of that. It is a person. It is alive. And when you stop those, when you stop those things, when you stop growth, when you stop metabolism, when you stop reaction to stimuli and reproduction, you kill it. It is basic, simple science. They know it's a lie. What these people have, and we have to get to a point where we understand this, these people have a bloodlust. There has never been a time in the history of this nation where the Democrat Party hasn't had to find a way to kill Americans. During slavery, they could kill the slaves whenever they wanted to. During the Confederacy, of course, we, we had the war, and they were, they were just killing their fellow Americans just willy-nilly. Almost 800,000 died in the war. Then, then after, after slavery, we had 100 years of Jim Crow, extra-constitutionalism, hanging people, castrating people, shooting black people. The South was just wild with violence. 
And now, after we end Jim Crow, we have this. We have abortion, where they have accelerated murder on an industrial level, where since 1972 they killed 63 million children just in the United States of America. They know what they're doing, and they do it for, 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 for reasons that are just barbarity. They do it for money, and they do it because they're psychotic. We also have to understand this. We have to stop saying the abortion industry. We have to stop saying the human rights campaign or LGBTQ. Uh, we have to start calling these people out or the teachers' unions. We cannot unelect these people. The teachers' unions are out of our control. They get their money from people all over the world. The, uh, the, the LGBTQ movement and the human rights campaign, same thing. Also Planned Parenthood. We have no control over these people, but we do have control over who they activate, and that's the Democrat Party. We can unelect Democrats. So when you start talking about these people, they are hand in glove with the Democrat Party. You saw how Biden and the Democrats all activated. As soon as they heard this leak from the Supreme Court, you saw Chuck Schumer, you saw Nancy Pelosi, you saw Biden, all of them jumped to, to protect the right to murder children. This is who they are. And to all of your listeners, hear me well. If you are casting a vote for a politician that you know will use his power to murder children, you are complicit in murder. <laughs> in the same way, if someone came to my house today and said, Vince, can I borrow your 38? I said, what you going to do with it, man? I'm going to go across the street and I'm going to kill John. You going to show enough killing? I'm going to blow his brains out. Well, here it is. If he goes and kills John, and they trace that gun back to me and prove that I gave him the gun, knowing he's going to go kill John with it, I'm complicit in murder. If you vote for a politician, knowing that he's going to use his politician, his power to kill children, you are also complicit in murder, and you're going to have to stand before God and be held accountable for it. But the good news is that we can all repent, and that's something the Democrats do not want you to know. Mm -hmm. We can all repent, whether you've had an abortion or not. You can repent. You can repent. There's room at the cross. God will forgive you for every sin. You'll wash it away, and he will, he will remember it no more. That's the good news. We don't have to walk around in condemnation. We don't have to walk around uh, 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 angry, afraid. We can be forgiven. To all of those that want to have one, please don't. For those that have, ask for forgiveness. You repent, and you will be fine. God forgives us all. But see, that's what the Democrats don't want you to know. They are even talking about, man, some of these companies are talking about giving money for travel expenses so mm -hmm. women can go from state to state having abortion. Yep. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like they, they have death. Instead of giving these young women, women money to keep the children, they want to give them money to have the pregnancy terminated. It's a shame. Mm. Well, Vince, one of the things you do in the book um, – really you've got a chapter on it but you really do it throughout the book and even on this part is you tie um these lies of the democratic party and i would say let me say this as well vince in in, in our state um it, it it can be difficult to be elected as a democrat so what's happened is a lot of democrats have put ours beside their name <laughs> so uh you know it is the democrat i get you all of them but we've got some imposters as well um in our state who uh who who's claimed to be not Democrats, but uh, but they they their worldview is the same. But you make the tie between uh, the Democrat Party on some of these issues and and Nazism, 
which I think is is probably quite shocking to some people. But you even make it on on this point as well in the chapter uh, on a, on a, on life uh, begins at conception. Yeah, the uh, uh, Nazis were always these guys. They were eugenicists. Uh, they b- b- believed that uh, uh, this, this concept of more for the fit, less for the unfit. They believed that uh, uh, they should choose who lived and who died. And they were racist. And right now, the Democrat Party, as you know, uh, is over the black community. And half of the black, half of the children that are dying in America in these abortion clinics are black children. They they put these abortion clinics. In black, in, inside the black community, they sell these children's body parts, and they are using the, the black community kind of like a, 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 a way to make money, but also they exterminate them at the same time. The black, um, uh, uh, the, the, the percentage of the black community that is American now hasn't changed in the last 40 years because of abortion. Uh, my great-grandmother had 14 children, my grandmother had 16, my mother had 7. That doesn't happen anymore. Because they are, they are basically making it so easy for these young ladies from the ages of, oh God, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever age, to have an abortion. But this is what they want. See, and they are, they, they are so murderous that, uh, that they can't stop. They understand that they are, are destroying their own constituency. But just like a cancer, just like a hurricane, they can't stop. Uh, my mom, my mom died of cancer. The cancer knew it was destroying its host, but it couldn't stop. That's what diseases do. That's what psychotics do. Psychotics know that if I keep killing, I'm going to end up getting caught. I'm going to go to jail, and they can't stop themselves. This is why these people are so dangerous. They will destroy this nation. They will burn it down and dance on the ashes. That's who they are. So when you want to find rhyme or reason to these people, that's just like the Nazis, man. The Nazis came over here in the 1920s, right before they passed the Nuremberg Law, and they wanted to know how the Democrat Party had made the black community second-class citizens. And, and, and they sat down and they consulted with the Democrat Party, and they told them exactly how to do it. They said, first, you've got to decide what did you do with it. Once, like, we had to define what, what a black person was. Once you define what a, a, a Jew is, you can then take them and you can isolate them from society. Once you isolate them, you can then, well, first you disarm them. Then you isolate them. Then you take all their property, and then you can kill them. And they and 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 they talked to the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party had done it before. They did it to Black Americans, and they are still doing it. Black Americans right now are isolated. Their education is controlled. They have no property, and they are killing them in astronomical numbers. They live. They put them in public education, where they're getting a terrible education, and the few that escape. Like me and my family, they try to take us out through lies, through deceptions, uh, uh, through rumor. But, you know, I'm protected by God. I'm protected by Jesus Christ. They can't touch me. Vince Everett Ellison, and uh, and I've said this before, Vince, um, your book is a jaw dropper. Uh, 25 Lies, you need to check it out. Vince Everett Ellison is, is, I think, third or fourth time to be on the program with us. Uh, Vince, can we? Uh, do, do you have any times uh, national media type appearances coming up? We can look for you. Anything on the schedule right now? No, that's, there's there's nothing coming up right right now. I, I'm, 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 I, the next thing I got coming up is the Dinesh Souza podcast, and he's going to be doing something with me within the next week. But I haven't got it um, nailed down yet. And Laura Engel must be on her podcast uh, sometime within the next week. 
But I'll call you and let you know. I'll text you and let you know so your people can, if they can, they can just uh, they can dial in and they can they can look out for. Them. Daryl Strawberry used to bring crowds to their feet with his towering home runs at Shea Stadium. But he didn't find peace until he fell on his knees before God. Now he's coming to an event near you. The 413 Men's Conference will be held at Jasper High School in Jasper on Friday night, July 15th and Saturday, July 16th. It will be an opportunity to hear great speakers like Strawberry, Alabama's Jeremiah Castile, and Auburn football's Chet Williams. But it will also be a venue to get biblical and practical tools to work through the issues of life and step into a spiritual leadership role in your circles of influence. To register, visit PriorityTalkRadio.com forward slash events. Take the first step towards a breakthrough. We'll see you there. This is Greg, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Healthcare that's budget-friendly and faith-based? It might sound like a pop dream, but it's not. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is more than just a way to handle expensive medical costs. It's a nonprofit that brings together Christians from around the world and enables them to support each other financially and spiritually. Monthly gift payments are low, and you can rest easy knowing your gift is supporting fellow Christians. CHM has been serving Christians for over 40 years and satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills and for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and the only health cost-sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Are you ready to live out your faith in all areas of your life? CHM bringing Christians together through healthcare since 1981. Visit chministries.org to join a family of believers today. That's chministries.org gather to join a family of believers today. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... This a streaming live video right now on our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash priority talk. And uh, as we have uh, been promising you, right on time is uh, Mr. Phil Robertson joining us. Of course, the patriarch of the Robertson family. You know him from Duck Dynasty and uh, Duck Commander, all the great uh, products and videos. And uh, now, of course, uh, the new book we've been telling you about, Uncanceled, Finding Meaning and Peace in a Culture of accusation, shame, and condemnation. Uh, Phil, it is great to have you with us. Greg Davis here with you. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Well, let me ask you as well, how's the rest of the family doing? We've had Jeff and Jace and Corey and several of them on the show. How, how's Miss Kay doing? How's everybody? She's doing great. Everybody's doing great. We haven't... Uh this morning we had duck fingers, fried duck fingers. We had duck gumbo. So life is good. We just uh, duck hunting, bring them in, clean them and eat them. We eating deer steak, ducks, fish. Everybody's happy. Happy, happy. That is good. Now, I was wondering, you've been doing some interviews, I know, but we were just wondering an hour ago, 
um, before you start your first interview of you know of, of a day when you've got something like this going on what, one hour before your interviews what, what might you be doing well just preparing for the questions that kind of come my way uh, to y'all I would say you know, Alabama, you can't win every last one of them every time. <laughs> so every once in a while, you know, it's not that bad a thing to to lose one. You know, be be be, be merciful, guys. Yeah. I just wrote a book, Uncancel. You should check it out. Oh, we got it. And uh, I'm I'm talking to Greg Davis. Are you Greg? Yes, sir. On WXJC Radio, pretty cool. Yes, sir. Well, it's a, you're talking about cancel culture, and uh, you sort of uh, experienced this before it really had a name, didn't you? I did. Some guy, he came up to me and he said, uh, do you believe homosexual behavior is a sin? And I quoted 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. I said, do not be deceived. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, and I told that guy, that's the one you asked about, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, all of the, nor thieves, greedy, drunkards, and slanderers, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. They took that, and they tried their best to cancel me, but as God would have it, it didn't even slow us down because it wasn't my opinion. He asked me about a particular topic, and I just gave him a Bible reading. There are many more, but I just gave him that one off the top of my head without saying it was First Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Well, it took them, the news media three weeks to figure out. All I did was quote a Bible verse. Check with God and see what he says about it. Here's what the Apostle Paul said. But uh, but I don't hold it against them for attacking me. Not at all. I expect to be persecuted from time to time, but it doesn't bother me. Well, uh, you're right, and uh, I know you don't regret that one bit. And um, uh, what is cancel culture? So, how, how do you define it? And, and was that really what kind of pointed you in the direction of writing this book? Uh, was, that, was that episode? Yep. What we have is a mighty throng of individuals, and what they're doing is they're trying to dig up any mistake that their fellow man has made. And when I'm talking about mistakes that were made hundreds of years ago even, maybe thousands, they find somebody who made a mistake, and they want that to be known by the world, and they ostracize them and they, they're fired from their work, they try to destroy them, maybe because of something they said when they were 18 years old or 15 years old, put a text out, and they said, look what you said back here. There is zero forgiveness in their hearts. So they attack the individuals for a long list of things. <clears throat> That's why when I became a Christian, I gave them the mud on the front end. I said, I've been a low-down heathen, drunkard, whoremonger, and dopehead. I said, that's what I was at one time in my life, but not anymore. I just gave them the dirt on the front end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just got that out of the way.
got that out of the way. So if they, with me, I just announced it going in. I said, I have a lot of sins. Now, the Apostle Paul, listen to what he said to people who go around and pass judgment on others. Listen to this one. You, therefore, have no excuse. This is Romans chapter 2. You who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge the other, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same things. So we've all sinned worldwide. When we get old enough to know better, and we break the law. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. What Jesus did on the cross, and the blood was shed, he, instead of condemning us like we deserved, he actually canceled the written code that was the problem for us all along. Nothing wrong with the law, right. but, but we're too weak to keep it. No one ever kept it. But him, he wrote it, then he keeps it 100% of it, not one mistake, not one error. And then he dies on a cross, and his final words were, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing. Mm, that's right. So, when you get to the book of Colossians, is where this book came from. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of your sinful nature. Something is cut away, and it's your sinful nature when you come to Jesus. Right. Not with the circumcision not done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead, and we've all been there, in your sins, right. every last human being... Uh, Craig, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code that none of us have kept. I'll add that nobody's ever kept, kept the law with its regulations that was against us, that stood opposed to us. He took it away nailing it to the cross, and he gave us, put us under a system of grace and mercy. It's a free gift, and now you don't have to earn it. You can't earn it anyway, because you, you, to earn it, you'd have to keep them all. And you can't do it. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So it was a wonderful thing what God did. That's why Jesus now is at the right hand of the Father. He stayed 40 days after they, he was raised from the dead to convince them he was alive. That's Acts chapter 1, the first paragraph. And then he just left, just flew away, basically. And the Bible says he's there at the right hand of the Father 24-7 to remove any sin or mistake we make. He's there to remove it. We just say, Lord, I blew it. I blew this one. He removes the sin. We get up, and we keep going. The cancel culture rolls in, and they uh, forgot that when uh, the disciples came to Jesus, they said, how many times should we forgive someone when they sin against us? Seven? In America, they won't even give you three, probably three strikes, and you're out. Right. And you sin. But what Jesus said is profound. He said, not seven, 70 times seven. Seven, that's right. 
Amen. So, Amen. We're with so you. So that group that's running around counseling everybody, they won't even forgive you of one sin. They hold it against you, find out what you said and what you did back when you were younger or whatever, and they just attack like, like ravaging wolves. The problem is they already have been canceled. They don't have the Spirit of God, and I'm trying to show people in that book there's a big difference between that smaller group of individuals on planet Earth who love God and who love their neighbor and that mighty throng out there who are God-haters. That's what the book of Romans one twenty-eight and following says. So we're on the right side of this thing, my man. You Amen. Know what I'm Amen. Hey, hey, that kind of preaching right there, Phil, that's popular in Alabama. Uh, you're you're, you're hey. going right down the line with us, my brother. Yeah, I tell them, I said, look, if you find somebody else in some other way of getting out of here alive, well, lay it on me. you got a better story than Jesus, his death for us, yep. his burial, the resurrection. He takes away all of our sins. He, he, he gets rid of the code for us instead of getting rid of us. I said, I'm following him, taking my chances with him. you got a better story. I have yet to have a guy. Uh, who have shown me the downside of loving God and loving your neighbor. Have you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, Phil, tell me, um, when you the, the name of the book, Uncanceled, it'll be out uh, February the 8th. I'm sure you can pre-order it right now. Uh, that's what you should do is get out there and pre-order yep. the book. I, I've got a, a, a pre-release of it, and I've been reading it. And it and as I'm reading it, I'm hearing you. What, what's the process of, of, of a book for you? You're probably like me. I doubt you're sitting down at the computer typing out all those words. Uh, what's the process of how you get these books out? Well, my brother-in-law recommended this one to me, Gordon Dasher. He recommended that. He said, well, what about this topic here? You need to write a book about this. Mm-hmm. So I looked at some of the things he had to say. I said, you know, I said, you know, that makes sense. So I said, I'll tell you what. I said, let me gather all the verses up. And, and he said, we need to try to help these people that are being canceled by this crowd of God-haters. So between he and myself, his boy, my, my his son, Gordon and his son, and uh, just a little family visit here, we just put all the verses together and just worked on it. And uh, we're just, uh, you got to remember, we don't hate these people no. that try to cancel. We don't hate them. That's right. We love them. We point them to Jesus. We say, look, you know, y'all... <laughs> Y'all are attacking us for something that happened in our life. I said, look, the reason Jesus came was to remove our sin. He's full of mercy and grace. Y'all y'all are, are acting like, you know, you haven't made any mistakes. We're all sinners, saved by the grace of God. So that's where we are, back and forth, you know. Yeah. Bill, what's the, uh, what's the line between um, trying to... Uh share the truth of God's Word like you did when they ask you a question, you quoted the Scripture, and then yep. also trying to uh, trying to not offend people at the same time so you can continue relationship with them. What's the balance there for you? Well, here's what the facts are. Every last one of the apostles, except John, mm-hmm. and he was exiled on Patmos, an island out there, right? but all the rest of them, were killed, murdered. So it's a tough, tough business. And we look at the ones before us. I told you some of my sins a while ago. The Apostle Paul went around killing Christians and throwing people in prison 
for just following Jesus. Their only fault was following Jesus, and he was decided he's going to cancel them until Jesus struck him down and said, what are you doing? He said, who are you? He said, I'm the one you're persecuting. So the writer of most of the New Testament was a low-down, murdering, you know, persecutor of Christians. And if he could make it, I looked at it when I was 28. That's when I became a Christian. I said, well, if he saved the Apostle Paul, after all what he did, I believe he can save me. <laughs> so I've been following him ever since. So to answer your question, we just keep on keeping on, and we're doing a good thing. There is no downside for loving God and loving your neighbor. Even John Adams, that second president, said it would be a utopia if people just loved God and loved each other, and it really would be, wouldn't it? It, it would. We talk about that all the time. If people would just live uh, by the Word of God, uh, a lot sure. of our, we wouldn't have any problems. You wouldn't even have to lock your doors or lock your car. That's or, right. Or we wouldn't have to worry about wouldn't have to have security. Wouldn't have to have people to check, make sure you're sitting in the right seat at a ball game. Uh, yeah. Think how much simpler life would be. Oh, I'm telling you, there's more room. Somebody tried to count, they said, the number of laws that we're under. And it was thousands of laws. They got more laws and rules and regulations, and it's getting worse instead of better. That's why I kind of wrote the book to sort of blunt it, at least uh, expose it, some of this stuff. But, uh, hey, it's a tough world out there, man. You know, you know, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, you know, everyone who, who lives a godly life in Christ Jesus, they will be persecuted. So I'm not surprised at it, are you? Nope, not at all. And I'm glad you wrote the book. And in it, uh, Phil uncovers the motivations and the faulty thinking behind our human desire to cancel other people. And really, it's our sinful desire, you say, to play God. That's really what we're doing. We're trying to play God. That's it. I think that sums it up. It sure does. Phil Robertson, the book is uncanceled. Uh, You can pre-order it right now. It is available, and uh, we'll be out in all the stores on February the 8th. But pre-order it now and get it delivered to your house on February the 8th. You won't regret it. And a lot of great wisdom in there. Phil, you're a wise man, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless you. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets, and at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com, that's P-E-S-T-I-E.com, and protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. Until he fell on his knees before God. Now, he's coming to an event near you. The 413 Men's Conference will be held at Jasper High School in Jasper on Friday night, July 15th, and Saturday, July 16th. It will be an opportunity to hear great speakers like Strawberry, Alabama's Jeremiah Castile, and Auburn football's Chet Williams. 
but it will also be a venue to get biblical and practical tools to work through the issues of life and step into a spiritual leadership role in your circles of influence. To register, visit PriorityTalkRadio.com forward slash events. Take the first step towards a breakthrough. We'll see you there. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Priority Talk podcast has expanded so rapidly, we're bursting at the seams. So, what do we do? Well, we're going to have to make a little expansion through your favorite downloadable app. That's right. Right now, you can find Priority Talk Podcast at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, all of which can be downloaded to your favorite mobile device, including Android and iPhone. It's good news and Christian values right here on Priority Talk your favorite podcast. Hey, this is Greg, and I want to thank you for listening. You know, if you look around, the rising cost of, well, everything can make the future feel overwhelming. And have you seen how expensive hospital visits are? But there is good news. With Christian Healthcare Ministries, you don't have to worry about your family's medical cost. CHM is a health cost sharing ministry that enables Christians from around the globe to carry each other's medical bills and spiritually support one another. Monthly gift amounts are low and go directly to support fellow Christians. And when you have medical bills, your Christian family will be there to help you. Since 1981, CHM has satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and the only health cost-sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. If you're tired of worrying about rising costs and skyrocketing medical bills, it's time to check out CHM. CHM is the longest-serving biblical solutions to your health care costs. Visit chministries.org slash gather to learn more. That's chministries.org slash gather to learn more about CHM. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. This is Eddie Stewart with American Ninja Warrior, and you're listening to Priority Talk Radio. Integrity. What color is love? 
I'm going home. 